Welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast. It's your weekly deep dive into all things movies and entertainment through a colorful perspective. Your favorite minorities are here. We are reporting for duty. My name is Raul and here with me, I got Mr. Mo Shama. Hello, everyone. And unfortunately, it's another week, like we said last week, with no Dre. So... Sad story. Shama, do you know why I chose the song that I chose to start the the show with? Because it's 1969. <laughs> and Trial of Chicago 7 came out last week and it was 1969. You know, sure. That's one of the reasons. Let's just go with it. Maybe no, the name of the song. The, that, lots of out of uh, coming out of age movies, you know? So no, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. It's because. The name of this is so here's, here's the hint. The name of the song is Summer of 69. Oh, I know we're talking about Summer of 85. So maybe that's correct. Why. So okay. I was like, in my mind, I was like, wait, what's that Brian Adams song? But Summer of what? And I went and looked at it. I was like, ah, 69. That's way before, but that's okay. <laughs> we're I still there's a song called song. Summer of 84. I don't know. Like, I've never heard of the song. I've, I've never heard of it. If Guys, if you know what song that is, uh, let us know. Sam, what you been doing, man? Oh, other than like being in loop between like watching new movies, new content, subtitling for like my work and your writing. Side, your, your, your side hustle. Yes. Sub- subtitling is your, your side hustle. Yes, which is something that I really, really enjoy. And writing for the website, recording episodes for the podcast, and um, discussing movies with uh, our fellow film critics and our listeners. Like, um, this is what we're doing now. Yes. You know what I've been doing? What you've been doing? I've been watching, writing, moving, repeat. So, yeah. uh, you, you know, we got... All the content we're having to watch were, were uh, Film Fest 919, Chicago International Film Festival, and then also, and the among other things we're, we're trying to keep in the loop with, but also uh, keeping up with the website. And I'm in the middle of moving. Literally, we're recording tonight. Tomorrow, I take everything out of my apartment and get it out what of you my say because we started so, like recording at the podcast there like the i know first. i know we, i've been here two years and we've been yeah. it's, it's, since the inception of this yeah. i've been living here so and now since i'm leaving it it, i hate this I, I, it's okay I listen i'm not sad i hate i hate this <laughs> i hate this apartment <laughs> i don't like <laughs> it in the least um but i uh yeah we're moving tomorrow so we've been packing like in reality uh dre has been packing like crazy uh i have been packing very minimally because apparently, and this is a secret I learned, uh, I'm not good at packing. That's <laughs> what I've been told. <laughs> so I, I, I was like all for packing. 
but I've been told apparently I'm not good at it. Uh, you guys can can email Dre uh, and report podcast at Gmail and ask her why I'm not good, like what makes me not good at it. But uh, apparently I'm just not I'm not gifted in the art of of packing. Shama, are you a good uh, a good packer when you move? I was good before. Uh, like lately, the, the last time I just moved like three months ago, but I thought like I would remember where is every box for everything, so I stopped labeling them. So when I arrived, oh, like, man, at the that new is... place, I had, <laughs> that's, I had I that's, put, that's a rookie error, yeah. I, I know, like, I didn't, I like, I, on, I was intentionally doing it, but like, probably I was just like thinking that I'm young that I remember the shape of the box where everything goes but it just took me like another two to three hours to just like open every one of the boxes and containers and just like write down or put a sticker on it to remember which one is which but now everything is good you know but I can see that you cannot be a good like packer because you don't like throwing things away like I hate throwing stuff away she's she's all about throwing stuff away She's like this, like she literally just through the door, right? Cause she's still getting ready to move tomorrow through the door, the popcorn bucket that belongs to my mother. Oh, she just asked me if she can throw it away. I'm like, like I just gave her the signal, like, hold on to it. We'll talk about this later. It's not ours. We should try to throw something out. That's not ours. <laughs> exactly. Wow. <laughs> but she's like, that. I'm going to throw everything out. Literally. She, she told me, she was like, Raul, I can't tell your mother. Oh, but it's like, so uh, this week has been nice because my mother came up to help us. Yeah. She lives in Florida. Uh, unfortunately that, that, oh, that state. And, uh, anyway, so she's oh, up here. That's been lovely. Than me, so that's good. Oh yeah. That's nice. Um, so she's been up here. That's been really nice, but Desiree can't say that she's throwing anything out. Cause my mom, she's like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm like, you know, you're raised like, like us, you know, or like she, my mom is just like, you can't throw anything out. You know, you can yeah, find use you, for everything. Exactly. Make usage of everything, you know? Exactly. Right. So Desiree is like, she's like, she's like on the side, like trying to figure out what she can throw out without my mom knowing, uh, our trash can has a bunch of stuff in it that, uh, that she had to sneak around and, <laughs> and throw out. Um, i tell you what, I, d- I don't think that I'm bad at, at packing. I'm just, I think I'm just different. I believe and, so. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that keeps me. But you know what? That's a, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> just I don't, as far as I don't have somebody pack. else doing it for you, you know, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't want to pack. Um, so I've, I had my mom visiting. Another thing we had is uh, homeboy Colby from Colby told me came to visit us. Holla, uh, shout out to him. Holla. Yeah, it was really good. Like weekend, like we spent the time all together watching uh, the opening for Film Fest Nine One Nine, and we saw yeah. like plenty of movies. Like I think we we saw like ten movies together, which was like yeah. really really good. He, yeah, he came. So we were covering. We're still covering uh, Film Fest Nine One Nine, and he is his his coming up his ability to be, his, his time off that he was able to come up and check us out happened to coincide with the first weekend and the opening of Film Fest 919. So he was able to join us for that. That was a lot of fun, uh, unexpected. We saw some great movies. I mean, starting with like a movie that like, let, let me tell you, first off, I want to say, I want to I want to give a shout out to both Chicago International Film Festival and Film Fest 919. That's why. Uh, sh- first off, Chicago International Film Festival um, took the NYFF approach. We covered NYFF last last month um, and well, part of this month. And um and unfortunately, you know, because of COVID, it's been affected a lot. Uh, they had to take the virtual approach that NYFF had to take. And 
it, it so like they did NYFF did a great job. Um, we know the only downside we had to NYFF was uh, no app. Chicago oh, no, we have a, yeah, has yes, an app. Google. Yeah, Chicago has an app. It's a great app. Uh, they did a good job. Uh, the choice of films. Wow. That's yes. I don't know why I just blanked. Um, the, the, the like the the thing I'm most impressed, like the film, I, I tell you what, I, when I go to film festivals, I expect to not like 25% of films that I see. Um, I, I there's not a single film at, that I've seen in Chicago that I haven't liked or loved. Exactly. Did, did you, like, do you feel I, the same way? Yeah, I think like there are like fifty-five films. Uh, we, I like, I, I counted what I what I've seen so far. I've seen like twenty-two films, and so far I enjoy and I like most of them. Like actually, I enjoyed most of them. I liked like ninety percent of them, you know, which is amazing because every one of them is different. Every one of them is from different country. Like not not I mean every one of them from different country, but they are from different countries. They have different approaches. They have different. Like, they they have so much diversity. And yeah, the diversity is, is you know the diversity is unreal. I, I love it. Um, you know, and and I I expect diversity at a film festival but like you know chicago is a prestigious film festival uh it's an international film festival so you're seeing a lot of international films and a lot of really really great content and and i'm I'm impressed with not only the quality of the content but yes also the diversity of the content talking about diversity also film fest 919 the north north carolina triangles a local film festival in its third edition for this year they tried really hard to keep the show running to keep the festival happening and and uh, they they handpicked also some of the greatest films of the year they are handpicked they are they have lots of diversity they are would be some of them would be big oscar contenders and they said like okay if we're movie theaters are not open we're gonna make our own and they like they created with the caraway village the drive-in at caraway and they they um, uh, did this deal with the the greens to have like the pod, pods for five people to be watching movies together and when when silver spot theaters opened they were able to add some of their movies uh, on the past weekend to be there to add to more to the experience so with three venues they try to have the screening happens with three venues to try to get the movie the moviegoers and the cinephiles from the triangle area to watch them to get the chance to see different content. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. wh- where we went there. And the past weekend, we did enjoy watching these movies. Um, some of some of them were, to be honest, watching a movie at home on, on the small screen it has its own um, privilege, benefits, advantages. Watching at a drive-in was like also something has its own way but watching a movie on the big screen inside a closed auditorium is something else right Raul you agree with yeah, me it's, on it's, that, it's, right? it's a it's a different experience it's 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 it, it definitely it's funny we had this conversation with Colby and it's like uh every film benefits like is every film necessary to be enjoyed in a in a in a movie theater no, it's not not necessarily necessary. Does every film benefit from being seen in a movie theater? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, there's there's just nothing like it. And 
For example, One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami was the opening night film at, at Film Fest 919. And it we saw it at a drive-in. And I haven't been to a drive-in in a long time. Let me tell you something. There's a reason I haven't been to a drive-in <laughs> in a really long time. <laughs> uh, because I don't like drive-ins. But we went to go to the opening night. Uh, I do not regret it. I loved going to it. But we went to go see it at the theater as well. At Film Fest 919, they had a screening at, at the Spotlight Theater. And, oh, Spotlight, Silver Spot <laughs> Theater. And, my goodness, I enjoyed this film so much more. Seeing it elevated it the, the movie. You know, like, it added depth to it. Was, it, was, it, was a, it was a different level. Yeah, it was a yes. completely different level. Yes, it took um, a different level. Yes. So, but, but still, like, 919, they... They had like like forty five days to get this thing together because uh, North Carolina was one of the most uh, strict Restricted, states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when it came to like uh, gatherings, and so they weren't sure it was going to happen at all. And they certainly, you know, figuring out this whole, you know, it, 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 Chicago, New York, they've been around for fifty six, fifty eight years. This is now well, nine's third year. You know, they don't have you know the kind of resources like to be able to to pull together. And, and have to create, you know, how to figure out virtually, how to figure out an app, how to figure out all this other stuff. And so they were like, no, we, we, we have to go traditional or bust. And so they built a, the, you know, they helped finance and build a drive-in theater because they're like, we're going to make this happen. They extended it for three weeks because they're like, we're going to make this happen. And then theaters opened in North Carolina. So they were able to add some screenings and theaters. But like, you know, they were like, we're going to make this happen. However, we can, and and, and I, you know, I give a lot of props to them. I'm super impressed with how they handled it, um, and so far, uh, and also uh, with the selection of films that they were able to yes, pull together, yeah. you know, in such a short period of time. Because again, some of the some of the years best. So, for example, like we said, one night in Miami, Farewell Amor. That is one of my favorite films of the year. It is. So me too. Far. I didn't know anything about this movie going. Into, it doesn't even have a poster. And wow, what an experience! What an incredibly beautiful film, um, Shama! I know it hits super close to heart for you. Oh man, yeah. For for our listeners, you guys know I get so emotionally attached to to uh, to most of the movies, most of the drama. Like I get like I cry, I, I'll be in tears. But this movie was like hitting hard on me. Like, um, out of the technicalities, it's like uh, immigration about being an immigrant, about being. Uh, away from home, about uh, family gatherings, kids, like it's everything. It's hitting lots of points that that are part of my personal life. I'm well, talking it was, about filmmaking. Yeah, well, it's crazy because staying on the theme of like the themes, like this this film is is a film about uh, love. It's a film about heartbreak. It's a fish out of water story. Um, it's it's so many things put in one film. And so I, I, it, it, it has something for everybody. It's, it, and it's every point is so beautifully executed and it's so powerful. So I remember thinking, and then on top of that deals with immigration, which is something that like is very close to all our hearts, but it, you know, for, you know, we've, we all know people we've experienced immigration. We've, and it, it's very close to your heart. I know that. So like, I know, like, I was like, oh man, this is, this is going to hit so close for Shama, you know? And it was, and uh, on 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 the horizon of filmmaking, we we were introduced to a new director that, like, she has one of the highest talents of this year. You know, like 
I'm impressed with her outcome. I'm impressed that this is her her feature directorial debut. Um, Ikwa Masangi's like um, filmmaking here showed like how strong she is, what she can do with with everything around her, with simple mm-hmm. idea and I'm putting them together. You know the fascinating performance from the three main actors in this film paying attention to all the cinematic details that exceeded all expectations. It gave the movie another level. It put another depth of experience to yeah. the whole to the whole film. You know, like it was it was something that I really enjoyed. Like seen this movie like twice so far, like for like on theaters and at home and I'm still enjoying it like the first time. Absolutely. Uh, and and we so this was at 919. We got to see it on the big screen. We also have it for Chicago and, and uh, got to oh, see it there. Yeah. And also, like, we, we were talking about, like, how great performances in this film. Don't forget the great performance in, in one of the uh, in another movie, like Paul Bettany and Uncle Frank. Role. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uncle. Uh, yeah. Paul Bettany. What a guy. Uh, this guy, he's an incredible actor and he blew me away. Uncle Frank. Again, another film I didn't know a whole lot about. Um, and oh, this guy is so talented. <laughs> he is choosing a film. At, actually, since you played 1969, the film started in 1969. Ah, yeah. see, that, there's there's so many reasons, guys. Yeah, there's layers to this. We're like we're like a we're like a, a cake. We got layers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Paul Paul Bettany blew me away. This film is is is. Uh, thematically beautiful it's it but it's also like visually beautiful uh great cinematography great editing great performances and just great themes um very heartbreaking hits it'll hit close to home to a lot of people um a definite definite must watch uncle frank don't snore on it because like this is a film that like a lot of people probably have no idea what it's about they're like what the heck is an uncle frank um so good. I'm glad Seriously, that so Amazon good. decided to get this movie and like distribute it and make it an Amazon original film from Miramax. So it's Miramax production, you know, like uh, so. And of course, we can't forget why we, I mean, we started the show, Summer of 85. I have not seen it, but you did. What'd you think? Yeah, Summer of 85 is like, uh, it's lots of people will said like, or will say, it looks like, call me by your name. Yes, I, like. Like despite the superficial similarities between both films, okay? Like yes, it's out of age. Like it's it's in the eighties. It's in uh, France. And call me by your name was in Italy. It's about like two, uh, two men or two boys or two gay lovers. But here it's different. In 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 call me by your name, we had like um, um a kind of passion from from um, a teenager to a grown up man to an adult. Here we are we are talking about similarity in age. We are talking about like being uh, uh, on the beach, and we are talking about a different approach to the story and a different outcome. The outcome that's happening to both of them. It has more of um, of sadness. Has more of uh, deep experience and um, rethinking of lots of decisions that people can fall uh, in their lives, being like, straight or gay. But it, mm. it will make you make people watching it rethink lots of things. I've Not never really got a chance to watch uh, any of the previous Ozone's um, films. 
but I know he's one of the most controversial uh, directors in France, and uh, he has lots of buzz for for his films. And I know that like when he saw Call Me by Your Name, he said like I should make this story. It's something that he was writing like for years because mm. it, it it touches part of his life, part of his experience as a teenager. But um, performance is great, but we're not talking like uh, on the similarity on or on the same level of Timothy Chalamet's phenomenal performance and call me by your name but uh, they were good they were really acting hard um the art design of the film was really good cinematography was good i i enjoyed the score but um overall it's a it's a good experience um nice 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 and you said people are comparing it to call me by your name which there's i just saw a film that a lot of people are comparing rebecca on netflix you know that, like I have not seen anyone say anything on the socials about Rebecca that without comparing it to Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca Shama. Have you seen Al- Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca? I have not, unfortunately. Me neither. Okay. Um, apparently, it's also based on a novel. Oh, have you read the novel? I have not. Oh, me neither. <laughs> So, listen, but I, I think that's a benefit because, again, no one, like, I have, again, I've not seen a single person not compare the two. And, and, and there are very few people. But I'm glad that you told me that because I have not seen Rebecca yet. I didn't get the chance to watch the film. You need yet. to watch it. There, again, there are very few people that, like, critics and, and anybody that wants to make anything in the entertainment industry that will, like, sit here and say, that any Alfred Hitchcock remake is better than the original Alfred Hitchcock. Like people aren't going to say that because they don't have the gall to, uh, you, you know what I mean? It's and I can't compare it. I, I, I'm probably one of the few people that would say something like that, but I haven't seen the, 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 I, the original I think, Rebecca. I think after I watch Rebecca, we should sit together or like virtually watch the Hitchcock's uh, version of Rebecca. And then we can, I, we can say, I don't know about this because I don't need to, you know why? But I mean, why this not? is my Rebecca. I just, this is my Rebecca, and this Rebecca is really, really good. Like, I'm really, really impressed with it. Uh, Lily James delivers a great performance. Army Hammer blew me away. I love this guy. Um, I've loved him since Social Network, and I love this guy here. He's so incredibly charming, and he has depth to his character, and I really, really like this guy. Um, I want to see him in more stuff, and I love them in this movie. The, mo- the movie is beautiful. The coloring is stunning. The location is the locations are incredible. Um, and the movie's a lot of fun. If you have not seen the original Rebecca, watch this. If you <laughs> have seen the original Rebecca, watch don't this. Watch this. Wow. But don't compare it to the original Rebecca because there's no need to. It's its own thing. <laughs> That's really good. I, I, I really wanted to watch it like earlier, but like I didn't get a chance. But I, it's definitely on my on my list for this weekend. Boom. And, and and that is what we have been watching, an active week. Um, you know, guys, make sure you keep up to date uh, on everything that we're watching. Make sure you uh, give us a follow at M Report Film on Twitter, on Instagram, Minorities Report Film on Facebook. And make sure you check out the website, M Report Pod, for all the new content, everything we got going on. We got written reviews. We got breakdowns on stuff, uh, articles with capsule reviews for the films going on at the film festivals. A lot of stuff to catch there. Um, You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter at the bottom of the page. 
uh, so you can get all the content that's going on. You, you know, you can stay up to date with everything that we're doing. That's, uh, don't forget, mreportpod.com. First up on the report, we got the box office. Shama. Mm, week after week, the box office revenue is not increasing, unfortunately. You know, I, I've noticed a trend, Shama. Yes. You know, guys, for, for those that don't know, Shama is responsible for filling out the information on the box office. And week by week, there's less information. <laughs> and and I've been thinking, is it is it laziness by Shama? That he just doesn't want to put stuff in here? Or... Is the box office just really, really Man, sad? You, you know, <laughs> Which one is it? Oh, most of the movies are either pushed or the, the big chains are, are like closed, like Regal is closed. So we have AMC, theaters, Cinemark, and the small chains. So, and there's nothing for seven weeks now. We have been saying like, like Tenet is number one. Tenet is number one. Tenet is number one. Oh, now Tenet is number two. Or today we can say that Tenet is number three in the box office. But with what? We are talking about like the number one on the list is Honest Thief for this year. I mean, for this week, four point one million dollars. That's that's Liam Liam Neeson's take on Liar Liar, right? The Jim Carrey movie. So he's a thief (laughs) and he can't lie, and so like he gets into these shenanigans where like he steals stuff and the police are like, "Did you take that?" And he's like, "Yes." And then it's like, "Ha ha!" And he has right. That's what the movie's about. Rather better than taking twenty seven, you know. I think this one called taking twenty seven. You know. Uh, what else we got at the box office? Number two, we have War with Grandpa for the third week in a row. Like it's jumping from number one to number two, but it's still like in top one and top two. Um, the Robert De Niro movie, two point five million dollars. And number three, we have Christopher Nolan's Tenet, unfortunately at only one point six million dollars. Yeah, it's heartbroken. And this strange year, we are continuing with having like retro movies in the top five. And number four, we have Nightmare Before Christmas. And number five, we have Hocus Pocus. Get it, Hocus Pocus. The Kenny Ortega classic. Yeah. And that's it for the box office today. Next up on the report, the news. Some New York theaters are opening but New York City is still closed. Now, it's interesting, right? Because we've been waiting for New York to open. Oh, well, New York and LA have to open. New York and LA have to open. New York and LA have to open. Well, guess what? New York is open. But New York City is not open. Chama, uh, how is this going to affect the box office? Is it going to? Do you think we're going to see any difference in studio decisions? Is, is Wonder Woman 84 going to stay at the, the Christmas spot? What's going on? All these questions are really like, uh, like, it's in our minds. It's in our like. It's in our hearts. It's in our hearts, and I think it's like the same <laughs> at the executives for the studios. You know, like I'm afraid somebody will like will will have like a heart attack or a stroke or something thinking about that. I really w- w- hope that everyone is taking it easily and thinking <laughs> smart. Yeah, I love that you're so concerned about somebody's well being, about being too stressed out about financial decisions in Hollywood. Yes. I, I, I'm really stressed. I'm stressed. I'm personally stressed because like, we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going to happen. Like from studies and from surveys, we know that like New Yorkers and um, and uh, what do you call the people from Los Angeles? Los Angelesers? Or <laughs> uh, Angelinos? Oh, really? Okay, see. Okay. I think it's Angelinos, yeah. 
uh, without lost, <laughs> like, just, like just Angelinos. Okay, I think so, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's Los Angelinos, but I feel like it's just Angelinos, and people know what you're talking about. I might be wrong, but I, uh, I think uh, at least better than like what I said, you know, which I don't remember. <laughs> but like a survey said that like New Yorkers and uh, Los Angelinos, Los Angelinos. Oh my God, I cannot say it. You people from Los <laughs> Angeles. They watch movies at least once a week. Meanwhile, like the rest of the country, they watch movies or go to the movie theaters once a month. So we are we are looking at like at least four times the national average. So if, if these New Yorkers will go back to the movies four times a month, let's say with COVID, they will just like go twice a month, they might make a boost. But I don't think this boost will have any kind of reflection on the studios to change and bring movies back to this November, December uh, release dates. Will this keep Wonder Woman for its December? I still have faith that like, it might happen. But with the number of cases spiking on the other side, it might not happen. Warner yeah, Brothers I, I will just, not sacrifice this. I just don't see it happening. But I know that you're really, really worried about the executives over at Warner Brothers. So guys, please listen, just relax. It's okay. No. It's gonna be we're gonna get through this. I don't want Shama to like lose sleep over the fact that one of you might have a stroke trying to figure out what to do with Wonder Woman. I just like really hope it's that. gonna be it's gonna be okay. <laughs> and this will lead us to next up on the news, new release dates. You know, I think since the past eight months, we have been saying new release dates in the news every week. Let's start with... It'll continue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's start with MGM and their distribution partner, Universal. They did announce new release dates for Candyman and Legally Blonde, with the first to hit theaters on August 27th, 2021. And yeah, and Legally Blonde to open sometime in May of 2022. So like now Candyman was pushed like from this year, from October of this year, Till next year, and then they announced it would be August, which all everybody thought it would be spring because they didn't say a date mm-hmm, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's so far away. Like I want to see Nia the Costa's like directorial debut before she does. She does wonder. Uh, I mean, uh, not wonder. Captain Marvel too. You know, I think she will start like filming before we see yeah. the movie yet. And next, after like so, uh, MGM and Universal, we have Sony. They made the decision of moving Ghostbusters after life. Ghostbusters was supposed to be released this past summer of 2020. And then they pushed it to March of 2021. Now they have a release date of June 11th, 2021. This means that like there is there there's no faith that, that spring 2021 will still be safe. Mm. I'm afraid it will continue like that. Do you think there's like an end to that? Or like we're looking at a, at a different world for the next 10 years, you know? I think we're looking at a different world until until things get back to normal, which we're, fingers crossed. Uh, but we can't forget that it's, it's not only that that's being affected, you know? Because, like, the, all, all our great movies that are coming out are, are all being effective, affected negatively. Uh, but there's, there's one movie out there that is not next up on the news justice league the 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 effing snyder cut somehow managed to be on our news at least once a month 
Yes, I, uh, I think it's a different Warner Brothers role. Like, this is not the same Warner Brothers that's that to release Wonder Woman. There's this gracious. I cannot believe this. Listen, Zack Snyder decided to bring Jared Leto back for the Joker, right? Because we know we missed that. Everybody loved that Joker. And, and he's going to do reshoots with Ben Affleck soon. Let me tell you, Zack Snyder is a hustler. Like, he managed to bamboozle HBO into letting him. First off, he was like, oh, listen, I can do this. No money. I just need somewhere to distribute it. They were like, you know what? Yes. Yes, Zack Snyder. You don't need that much more money to do it? Just a little bit? Yeah, we can do that. And and people are asking for it. And we'll put it on HBO Max. It's going to be great. Uh, and now he's like, no, listen, I, I just need to spend a little bit more. They're like, okay, yeah, no problem. How much more? Just $70 million, yeah. $70 million more. And they were like, oh, just $70 million? He's like, yeah, it's pocket change. And, and they were like, yeah, sure. And now he's are. like, you know, yeah, and now he's like, hey, I, I just need to bring Jared Little back, yeah, guys. He he has hustled his way from from just you know putting together footage that we haven't seen to make his version. That, no, no, he's making an entirely new film that he's just not writing down. <laughs> like he's adding characters, he's bringing actors, he's doing which he's just making a new movie. I'd rather him make a new movie, you know, like at least like it will have, it will drive more. No, I don't, I don't need another Zack Snyder DC movie. (laughs) I just don't need it. (laughs) I don't need another Justice League. Goodness. But you know, but I I have to give it to him. All right. He's a hustler. He is, he's killing it. uh, And somehow he has talked uh, Warner Brothers, HBO into, into making this happen. And for that, you know, I got to give it up for the guy. Cause, yeah. cause you got, you know, uh, game respects game. All right. And I respect the hustler <laughs> and I got, I got to give it up for him, but that's it on the news today. Next up on the report trainers. Oh God. I know what happened there. Are you okay, Sean? Yes. You're oh, You know that I love to I say you, trainers. I, I, to get, I thought you just, I thought you just had one of those fateful, uh, studio executive, uh, deaths that you're so worried about. Ah, uh, first trailer they will, not, they will not die <laughs> doing uh, Justice League again. Like my man, like my mind gets blown thinking about this. But it's not the time. Yeah, Shama, I don't. I, I watched the trailer about four times, and I can't remember. Is it Raya? Raya? I think it's Raya, right? It's Raya. Yeah. Okay, Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney Animation. Studios. All right, the synopsis. Long ago, in the fantasy world of Kamandra, humans and dragons lived together in harmony. But when an evil force threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, the same evil has returned, and it's up to a lone warrior, Raya, to track down the legendary last dragon to restore the fractured land and its divided people. However, along her journey, she'll learn that it'll take more than a dragon to save the world. It is directed by Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada, and co-directed by Paul Briggs and John Rippa. Carlos Lopez Estrada is like a name that like stood out to me. I remember you freaked out when you noticed uh, yes. one of our one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Blind Spotting. Carlos Lopez Estrada uh, directed Blind Spotting. If you haven't seen it, check out his work in Blind Spotting because it's it's an incredible, incredible film. Uh, so I'm that much more excited to see this movie. Um, 
and it's vo- uh, featuring the voices of Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina. Man, uh, I it, it, for those that listen regularly, uh, you know, I say it all the time. I'm just not a big fan of animation. It's just not my thing. Um, but I, I, I am so excited for this movie. Um, I love oh, too. the visuals. I love what they did with it. I love the poster, right, of her like with that hat and like you can see half her face and it's she's looking down. It looks so good. Uh, Disney and Pixar and and Disney Animations they figured out how to master water. Uh, there's water in this going like up these steps and and like it looks incredible. <laughs> like, Raul, remember this is coming from Walt Disney Animation Studios, and you know within like they are within the same company and Pixar in the same company, but every one of them have their own way of exploring right, right, right. their animation. And what they reached after doing Frozen two with the water with the horse. And, yeah, and yeah, what yeah, yeah. what they elevated in Moana, they were trying like to take it to a different level here. And it's the same studio that did Moana and did Frozen. So okay. it looks incredible. It looks fascinating. Incredible. The only thing, the only downside I have was this is that uh Disney does they they seem incapable of making an animated film without an anor- an adorable non-talking pet partner. I feel like it's a crutch. <laughs> They're like, you know what people love? Adorable, uh, you know. Uh, talking pet. No, no, no. Adorable, non-talking pets that are smart enough and can do facial reactions, right? They can emote. They, they're emoting uh, little creatures. And they just, they can't make a movie without it. And so, though I love uh, the creature, and I forget his name, but... I, I'm just like, okay, here do we get another adorable creature. But besides that, like, it looks great. Um, I love what they're doing with Raya. Um, I love how the world looks. And I like this, like, interesting, like, post-apocalyptic type of world that we're getting in this. Um, I was not expecting that originally. I was really expecting something, like, luscious, you know, and, and a lot of greens and stuff. And instead, we're getting a lot of more deserts and stuff like that. Um, but I, I dug, I really, really dug this trailer. Shama, did you like it? I love the trailer. I was like, in, like enjoying the trailer. I, um, I saw it like 12 times for certain reasons. <laughs> but, wow. But I really enjoyed every frame, every single frame. I saw it once by itself, like, uh, like when the 12 times, you know, like in consistency. So I've seen like the, the details paused every time in this trailer that's obsessive yes and <laughs> and having like um these two characters these two actresses like kelly mary train uh, i loved this girl's performance in last jedi and i loved her voice here yeah, i love yeah. aquafina here like with the, playing the dragon and it's like it's 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 something that i'm really looking forward for i know that the entire disney animation department is so excited for this jennifer lee said like just everybody should wait and see how Raya will look like. So I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. And I really hope they do another one of those, like they did with Frozen Two, one of those uh, docu series where we get to see the making of it behind. Because I really enjoyed that doc. I enjoyed that docu series more than I enjoyed Frozen Two. I know so that you yeah. I hope that they make a a Raya uh, behind the scenes docu series. 
I really, I really wanted this movie to. It was supposed to open like this Thanksgiving, and then Soul took its spot. And then like the spot was empty now because Soul moved to Disney Plus, and Raya moved to March twelfth of twenty twenty one, which I hope. That I'm really sad about it. Yeah, I, like we could have seen the movie early, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's unprecedented years. And that's it for trailers, guys. I would, I really wanted to make sure we talked about uh, Raya and the Last Dragon because I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, lastly, what's coming up this week? Shama, let us know. Previews. What's 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 coming? What can we expect to watch? Rebecca is opening this week. Today. Uh, oh, today. Yeah, oh, October twenty first on Netflix. On Thursday, the twenty second, we will have a, the theatrical release of Twenty Century. Disney, of course, The Empty Man. It's which just, which I, I, I really just want to say, The Empty Man is a horror film that I've never heard of. And for some reason, they think that it's good enough to be two hours and 17 minutes long. I, I really hope this movie's good. Crazy. Like, I didn't it, see it yet, but um, I really hope. I'm going to watch it because it's two hours and 17 minutes long. And that tells me it must be good. Right? I feel like my logic is there. I see your logic, and I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's really good. The Empty Man is opening in theaters on Thursday, October 22nd, and we hope it will be good. Also, something else opening on Thursday, but on HBO Max, it's Robert Zemeckis' The Witches, the remake of The Witches, which I wasn't a big fan of the trailer, but I am still going to watch it. Probably. I love how you said that. Witches, uh, the remake of... Witches. <laughs> I have not seen. I have not seen the original. Um, I have not seen this trailer because I heard so many bad things, and I really just want. I love. Uh, um, my goodness, Anne Hathaway, <laughs> and I just want to walk into it, not with no preconceptions. Yeah. So I got that. I got, I got no opinion on this. I'm going to watch it though. Something else. Something like really another big movie that we we recommended to for everybody to watch it that we got a chance to watch it several mm-hmm. times. It's Sofia Coppola's movie on the rocks. It opened in theaters last week, limited release, and opening this Friday, October 23rd, on Apple TV Plus. Bill Murray, Rashida Jones. And if you're not an Apple TV Plus subscriber, it's free. You can sign up for a whole month for free. If you have a new phone, you have a new iPad, you can get like the free subscription for a whole year. But you can sign up for free. Apple has really great content that they are releasing. It's different. They are mm-hmm doing great effort in selecting them and in enhancing the final product. But this film is a great film that we really recommend for everybody to watch. Mm-hmm. On Friday as well, on Amazon Prime Video, Sasha Baron Cohen is coming back for Borat 2 because I don't remember the... the, I, the how Borat long... 2. Really, really long title. Yeah, that really, really long title as Rowan said. And on Sunday, we will have the season premiere of the new show on HBO and HBO Max, The Undoing. It's taking the same spot in time from last week's Lovecraft Country since the season finale would have happened last week for this great show. We have The Undoing starting this Sunday on HBO and HBO Max starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. And that's it for today's episode. Everyone, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps people find us and helps us to grow more and more 
So if you could take 10 seconds to go and leave us a review, five stars preferred, of course, we would really, really appreciate it. We're also available on all the popular podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify. We are there everywhere. Make sure to subscribe to the newsletter on mreportpod.com. You can find us at mreportfilm on Twitter and Instagram. We will be covering the rest of FilmFest 919, the rest of Chicago Film Festival, and we will be back with all reviews on the website, on the podcast. Be part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.